Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios in Knoxville, it's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Here are your hosts, John Reed and Bob Baskerville. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Happy Friday to you, John Reed, Bob Baskerville, Sam Beard, as we work on getting your Friday off to a good start, TGIF, and the such. Bob, how are you? I'm good, feeling all right. Got a pretty good night's sleep. Got a long day in front of us. Not us here, but us, my family. We, uh, we're we doing a little road trip to Savannah. Oh. Starting at lunchtime. My, uh, it's for a college visit for my daughter. She's, uh, she's out of school today and Monday and Tuesday. So we're going over to Savannah. for. Uh, they're having like an on-campus thing tomorrow. What's the occasion? For being out of school, they do winter break. It's uh, they do like today's Founders Day at the school or something, and then obviously Monday's President's Day, and then they have to give them another day on Tuesday. I feel like if I was in charge of the school, I'd be like you guys got two weeks off for snow. I think you're all right. Winter break is canceled. That that was your winter break. Well, you know that actually happened. I know in the public schools, um, but where my daughter goes to school, they went back a day or two before the public, so I guess they felt like they could keep it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I've never been to Savannah. It's great. We just went, my wife and I went back in the fall, and um, the first time we went, it, it's it's very, very cool. I can't imagine, though, in the summer, it's got to be rough. It's pretty muggy, hot, sticky, all that stuff, but definitely got a lot of character, and it's not that far away. It's like about a six-hour drive, so it's not crazy. Yeah, I've always heard good things, just never had a reason to go. Yeah, lots of good restaurants, and it's it's a funky place, but it's it's a, it's nice. We big, like it. Big St. Patrick's Day town. Huge. I went there last year for it. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, that I would never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. They they do like though they they dye something green, right? They got like a. They normally dye. They used to dye their river green, but I think they stopped doing it. And it's okay. just like the ponds. That's what we went for. We were like, oh, they're gonna dye the river green. Okay. It's gonna be awesome, and then they didn't have it. So you went? Yeah, I went with some of my buddies. One of my uh, one of my neighbors from a couple of years ago. He moved down there. He's working in Savannah. So we went there and did St. Patrick's Day with him. It was a fun time. It's a great little city. Was it, like, crazy packed and, like? Uh, it was packed, but it wasn't, like, it didn't feel like, you know, Mardi Gras in, like, okay. New Orleans or something like that. Like, I think for a for a holiday, it was pretty pretty, pretty fine. Did you wear green? Yeah, we wore green. <laughs> did you pinch anybody? I didn't pinch anybody, no. We just drank some Guinness and. Did you get crunk? Sat by the sat by the river. <laughs> Watch March Madness. Were any women pulling out their boobs? Um were they flashing? Were they trying to get beads? Was it was <laughs> that's that, not Mardi Gras? That's it's, a, it's, oh, different, Patrick's different, Day. different town. Different green. <laughs> yeah. Different yeah, green no. holiday. Okay. Well Fat Tuesday, you know, that was that just happened, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just happened on this Tuesday. Was, yeah. Yeah, 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 it did. Day before Ash Wednesday. Uh, well, you know. 
Sometimes you put women in crowds, they want beads anyways, you know? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it just happens at any time. You know, when I went to Bristol, it was happening at Bristol up at the tailgating place. So, like, I, I don't know, just... I was trying to get the vibe of what Savannah looks like. Because, I mean, St. Patrick's Day is only a month away. So, I mean, if they were getting... Conor McGregor was there when we were there. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Apparently, it's like the second biggest well, uh, yeah. one in the country I was, outside of Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, I've always heard that it's Chicago and then Savannah. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a parade. They had it. I mean, I think it was right when he was coming out with his new, like, whiskey flavor or whatever on his proper 12 thing. So I think he was doing a little tour going through a St. Patrick's Day parade, kind of selling that. But Do people actually drink this proper 12? I've never had it. I've never had it either. I've never had it, no. yeah. Nope. I mean, that's where that's how you get, like, stanky rich these days as, like, a celebrity just to endorse, mm-hmm. like, uh, vodka or tequila or something. Sell it. But I just, I've never seen anybody drink proper 12 out in the wild. I have a friend who's like a Conor McGregor super fan. I think that like somebody got him a bottle for like some gift or something, but like I never actually watched him drink it. Wouldn't be surprised if he just had it like above his bed or something, prays to it every night. Oh, Conor. It's a shrine than a drink. Oh, (laughs) Conor. Okay, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll go to Savannah for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Mm, Sketch is kind of full. St. Patrick's Day is all, is it a weekend? I don't think it's a weekend this year, is it? Uh, it is. As a matter of fact, it's a Saturday. Really? Mm-hmm. There you go, John. Because in my, in my head, it's the 17th, right? Yes. Because in my head, my birthday, which is the 8th, is a Friday, which made me think that the 17th was not a Saturday, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's a Sunday, actually. I'm sorry. We're I'm, The only reason I know all that is in my head is I'm returning from spring break. And yeah. Monday's the 18th. So, yeah, it is a Sunday. You're right. Well, I'd kind of had a nod, like I said, that my, my birthday's the 8th. Jot that down in case you want to, you know, bring me a gift or something. Or... And you, you already got my Valentine's gift. <laughs> well, I know. It's Valentine's. You can't double dip. I mean, if I, if I was born on, like, on, like, December 29th, I would have allowed, like, a Christmas slash birthday gift to count as one, Bob. But uh, I don't know about Valentine's Day and March 8th. Again, jot that down, guys, in case you want to bring snacks or gifts or something. But... Yeah, I peeked ahead and was like, oh, it's a Friday, so now I feel like I'm obligated to do something. I don't ever do anything for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll go to Savannah, who knows. Sam, you good today on this beautiful Friday? And I don't mean it facetiously. When I when the sun was peeking up as I was coming down the hill, I was like, oh, it's a pretty day. Yeah, sun's starting to come up a little bit more in the mornings. I'm feeling pretty solid. Um, one of my good buddies' birthdays today. One of my roommates from last year is... Happy, uh, happy birthday to Sam's good buddy, in case yeah. he's listening. He's probably not. <laughs> Are you guys going to go out and get crunk? Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to... Hit the town. I don't know where we're hitting the town, maybe, but I'm sure he'll want to do something. Uh, but yeah, we a couple of my roommates from last year that are working in Nashville are coming up, so we're getting some boys oh. back together this weekend. All right, boys not out. <laughs> yeah. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Literally, the boys are coming back in town. Happy birthday to Seb's friend. It's too bad. I'm going on the road. I could hang with you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I wasn't invited either. It's fine. We could have hung together, Bob. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Me and you. That's true. Anything last night of note in your lives? Let's catch up. Um, What have you done in the last 21 hours? I had a little event I had to go to um, at Cherokee. It was uh, uh, a... so it was a screening of some Ooh. 
documentary thing that yeah, it was me and five people. So don't yeah, it was not it sounds was, like an exclusive club. What, no, what? <laughs> not really. A but, documentary uh, about something local or no? It's uh, no, it's this other. It's this guy I'm kind of uh, connected to who's putting together this uh, piece. It was shot in Montana, actually. Oh. Not to be confused with well, Yellowstone. Yellow no, yeah. no, it's not like that. The real life John Dutton documentary. Yeah, okay. No, but uh, but he was doing a little showing of it last night, and he just brought a couple people in that had been helping with it. So I, I had to go uh, go do that, and it was funny because I bumped into a couple people there um, who uh, um, that were going to the Lady Vols game. And uh, they were like, oh, wish us luck, but turned out to be. A they game. hung around for a little bit in that game. Three quarters. Yeah. Well, congrats to your friend, Bob, on his documentary. I got no stories. I got no friends with no birthdays, no friends that did anything cool. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, believe me when I say it was good. I'm glad I went, but it's like I would have just been very happy with a chill night. Be careful, Bob. He might be listening to like, oh, my friend Bob. Oh, it's not about the product. He <laughs> He's did. like, man, I was one of five. Yeah, <laughs> that Bob's just, if only five people showed up, I wish I could have stayed home too. No. Be careful, Bob. He might be listening. Be sweet. No, not, no. He's not from here. But, um, <laughs> so, so I, 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 Wait, I, he's not from here? So he just did like a screening? or Yeah, he came through for the screening. He, okay, oh, yeah. so, he, so he was physically in town. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, uh, I thought he like phoned in from a satellite. Hey, guys, come to this conference room and watch <laughs> my documentary yeah. about Montana. No, nothing like that. But no, the reason I'm not, no, I was glad to see the piece. I'm just saying I, I could have used the, the downtime. I was running around yesterday. So. Add, add the list to the name, Sam. He's now backpedal Bob whenever he thought about his friend might be listening. <laughs> oh, no, it was great. I was glad I spent my Thursday doing that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Definitely, for sure. Well, there's always this um, There's this line that some of us use over at RTI where you know, we'll be talking about someone and, and not, not somebody. It might be like a, not a friend, like a media person or something. It'll be like, you know, so and so. It's frustrating. I like the guy, though. You know, you're always you always preface it with it. I like the guy. Which... That's, that's that's the you throw that on the end of the that's the that's the counterpart or I guess the companion of with all due respect. Yes. You throw yeah. it, I like the guy, but yeah. So blah blah blah. All right. Got gossip, Bob. Too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made my return to the pickleball court. That's the only thing of nice. that I had yesterday. No, it was not nice when I woke up this morning. Sore. Very, very sore. Yeah, the joints yeah. are hurting today. Back hurting, legs hurting. It was a little windy yesterday. I gassed out. You playing outside? Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, good day for it. Yeah, so, it was. It was nice to get out there, but I, I gassed out. I'm out of shape right now. I gotta get. I gotta get back at it. So let me ask you this, because you you've mentioned to me that you play a little bit of basketball. I play basketball. I've had some friends saying you need to get out and play pickleball. I want to try to play pickleball. And the reason they say that I should play pickleball, they go, you know, a lot of the skills you use in basketball because of the way you move, et cetera, could really work here. Is that true? Do you agree? Well, not, not about me, about the games in general. About basketball and pickleball being related? I mean, no, unless you're just, like, really good with your hands. Like, if, if you're good at, like, defense with your hands and like kind of slapping the ball down and stuff like i could see that translating like reflexes lateral movement though maybe lateral movement sure i mean if you're down like in guarding stance and like sliding your feet i guess sort of okay maybe 
So this person might have been just trying to be nice. Well, no, I mean, I think if, if he's saying you have, like, good reflexes and, like, good motor skills, I mean, yeah. I think that translates. I mean, athleticism translates. But, I mean, like, it's a lot of – the only thing of basketball that's really ringing to, in my head right now is, like, whenever you used to, like, run suicides or, like, you know, line drills where you're going from, you know, front back, front back. Like, because yeah. you serve and you're running up to yeah. line. Like, so, I mean, like, that, that's kind of similar. But again, if you've got good hands, like – I like playing defense in basketball. I like stripping the ball and, you know, trying to do that when people are going up. I like getting my hands on jump balls and such. But that is kind of similar, like where you're poking, trying to hit, you know, quick returns and stuff. But I thought that was headed a different place, Sam. I thought Bob was going to say, you come play basketball with me, I'll come play pickleball with you. I thought I was finally going to get the basketball invite, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, I'm out of town this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> convenience. But you, you maybe can. you got to extend the olive branch first. Man. Yeah, that's you fine. I'll, I'll be first. I'll be the good friend here, Bob. When you get back, anytime you want to come play pickleball. Now, I would suggest, especially for your first time, and I don't even like it as many hours as I've logged. Stick to doubles. Don't get out there and play singles. Really? No, no need for singles. No need for singles unless you're like. Uh, guy that's like a tennis pro that's trying to switch over to a sport like those are the only guys i've seen that are like really good at singles is like tennessee's tennessee will be out there playing sometimes and those guys they they put on a show and like they're young athletic and long and lanky like i think everybody else should play doubles did you say the tennis team goes out there to play pickleball yeah like i mean not because a team but like there'll be two guys that i know play tennis at ut that that's pretty go cool. out there yeah like and they're they just running back up yeah just having crazy rallies and and such i would play singles sometimes with my buddies in the summer but we'd play like double bounces where you kind of just yeah. throwing it all around like sure. it's ping pong but it's yeah. so hard if it's singles yeah if you're either just gonna sweat yeah cardio type that, thing. yeah then sure but like if you're actually trying to play it to me singles mm-hmm. it's not, not enjoyable <laughs> not, not very fun play tennis I, I, i'll play singles tennis but no no not singles pickleball but yeah when you get back in town from savannah and before your spring break and you're, you're, you're globe-trotting, Bob. We'll, we'll, we can get out and play some pickleball sometime. That'd be good. Uh, last thing, and I we're hitting a break, but have you guys ever played racquetball? No. I've, I've not, actually. N- neither have I, but I, uh, a lot of times when I'm doing my wrapping up for my spin class, I'll be sitting outside where the class is, changing my shoes, and there's racquetball courts right there. And uh, I still – I have some friends that play. I don't quite get it. I mean, I'm sure it's a workout, but it's like, I man, it looks like more, it actually looks semi-dangerous to me. Um, That's why I put the goggles on. Yeah, it's like, I, I have no desire to do it. Um, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it looks pretty intense, but. Yeah, I've never like had a gym that's had it, really. Yeah. So like I've never, you know, been like in a health club really that like offers it. So I wouldn't mind playing. I like racket sports. I, mean, I used to play a lot of tennis in high school just you know, yeah. for fun and. I really enjoy playing pickleball, so I'd like to play racquetball. If anybody has a guest pass and wants to, wants to teach me or something, I don't know. We can play. <laughs> All right, let's catch a break. We'll come back. Looking like, okay, let's see here. Bob's big story of the day. Women's college basketball. Okay. <laughs> Women's college basketball. We'll talk about that after the break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Everybody. Women's college basketball was the story of the sports world last night. You had the NBA having their last game before All-Star break. Grizzlies with a nice win. Shout out to Gigi Jackson. Guy looks good. Grizzlies look like they got a steal there between him and Vince Williams. They got got a couple good wings. 
Is Vince Williams a rookie too? Uh, I don't think he's a rookie. I think he's I think he's older, but I think this is his first like real time as a contributor. But he had three games there. Now they're at the All Star break. Nothing too intriguing last night except Doc Rivers calling out his guys after the after the game, saying I had half my team here and the other half was already in Cabo mentally. So that that's going well for Doc Rivers <laughs> as he's taken over Milwaukee. It was all women's college basketball last night. Caitlin Clark sets the all-time scoring record, absolutely goes off, comes out with her own personal little 8-0 burst to break the record. She did it in style with a logo three, and then she did it in style. Bobby told me she ended up with how many points at the end of the game? She ended up with 49 points, and she was responsible or contributed to 79 of their points. She had like 15 assists as well. I saw the 8-0 run to start the game. I saw the logo three, and then I turned it off, and then I saw that they ended up with 100. 106 points, so I assume she went off. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about it in the break. Her shot, you know, we've all seen it by now, but it's it's incredible. Like, there were so many threes. She hit, like, nine threes last night, and most of them, they were shown on ESPN because um, they strung them together. They barely touched the net. I mean, it just – it's like one of the she – is, she is absolutely like a, an analog to Steph Curry for the women's game, I think, just – the, the shooting ability is incredible. Yeah, except she's a bigger star than Steph Curry. She's a bigger star than Steph Curry. I mean, I, as a degenerate gambler, especially like in high school and just kind of keeping up with that, like I feel like I kind of discovered Steph Curry way before my other friends did. Not not like the first people in the country to discover it, but like yeah. I was aware of Davidson basketball like his sophomore year and like watched some of those games. And that was when I was a college basketball junkie. Like, I, you know, I, I watched a lot of it. And then, like, Steph Curry, like, as far as the mainstream, it didn't really go into, like, halfway through his junior year where really people started paying attention to him. Right. And then, of course, the tournament run. Davidson, the tournament run was great, taking them to Elite Eight, of course. But, like, he wasn't must-see TV. Kaitlin Clark plays the way Steph Curry plays. But she does it at a high level in front of a lot of people and, like, is the main attraction. He does it with pressure on her. Well, we've talked about this before, but it bears stating again. You know, I said 15 assists. Her passing is almost more impressive than her shooting to me. She, I said there's an analog to Steph Curry, I guess, from a shooting standpoint. She might be the women's game's Larry Bird, you know, I mean, in terms of just complete game, all the other things she does. Um, Because she's got a tremendous handle besides just being able to shoot the ball. Well, now – she is the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball history. Passes Kelsey Plum. Now she is on pace to pass the all-time scoring record of Pete Maravich. She just needs four more games at her pace of 32.7 points per game, as I believe she's just like a hundred and I think it was 112 point shy or something. I, I don't know the exact math. Three six three six six seven three five six nine. Either way, she's like a hundred points away. 112, somewhere on there, 108. Looks like she could do it maybe on senior day is what they're saying, March 2nd. So, like, it was cool to see her do it at home. I told you, Sam, you know, a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, I thought she would break the record in a performance like this where she completely goes off. I thought we might get that at Nebraska last weekend because, I mean, she would have needed 39 points. I thought she was going to get it. But I knew, like, she would do it in style and do something crazy with it. She hits a logo three and then goes on to score 49 points. So, she kind of did – do what I said. It just took one game longer than I thought. 
You know, what's interesting, too, is last night they were, after the game, the fans were, you know, they were celebrating still and they were chanting one more year because I guess she qualifies to play. Don't another. do it. I, that's what I thought, too. Do I was like, they, they, she shouldn't really. It's I, I bet you she, she won't, actually. She was just kind of smiling and, you know, waving to the crowd. It wasn't like she, you know, I, I, I can't picture it happening. It, it would taint the records for me if she did five years, just because it's not fair. I mean, I, I wanted to break the records in four years. Yeah. But also, like, then putting it out of reach. I don't I don't like that because whenever we go back to normal, like, this is the last bit of the COVID years, right? Like, I think these people are the last. Right. Like, her, this, people who are seniors now, I think, are the last group that can have one more year. So, like, I hope that she doesn't do that because, yeah, then it would just put the record out of reach all time because no one else is going to have five years. So, I hope she doesn't do that. Women's college basketball is bigger than the WNBA right now, but like I still think she could make more money if she was willing to go play overseas as well. She would be a huge attraction there. So like, yeah, she's an NIL legend, probably. I mean, she probably makes a lot of money in the NIL. I know she donates a lot back to local charities too. At least that's what they said last year during the tournament. Yeah, was that she did a lot of local deals for for free, basically to to help give back, but. She's a total pro already, like the way she handled her interviews last night and everything else. I mean, she is really a flashpoint for women's basketball. And I think that um, you, you brought up a really good point, John. She's been getting some some criticism. I think it was Cheryl Swoops who was complaining that she really hadn't done her homework. She was saying, well, she's going to break the record, but, you know, it's in a COVID year type thing. And the, it, right now the easy answer is, no, this is her fourth year, you know, and – It'd be good if it just stayed that way. That that has to be satisfying for her to be able to do it without any asterisk. And if she stayed for another year, it's already been broken, but I agree. Why why do that? Why stay? Not to, you know, put you on the spot, Sam, or, or marginalize her, but you find Caitlin cute? She do it for you? Mm. No. Maybe dropping 50 points kind of. I was going to say, the balling part of it, like, I, I do think, like, she does kind of have that girl-next-door baller thing, yeah. a little love of basketball. Yeah. Like, so endorsements, I mean, she doesn't sell the sex appeal, but, you know, little, yeah. got a little bit of it, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think I think maybe being able to drop 50, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she's a powerful woman. We should get her and Dalton connect together. <laughs> I think she could do better than Dalton. <laughs> I mean, now you're could, selling our guy short. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't think I don't find Dalton cute. I mean, maybe she does look at Dalton as a baller though. Like maybe you know, maybe we get a little love and basketball thing in the works. I don't know right. if the if the women's and men's all Americans intertwine at all, but he, maybe shooting 45 percent from three, like two years old. Yeah. Okay. You might be onto something there. Or if she goes overseas, maybe she connects with the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Why did you have to bring him back up? Um, the other thing, too, which I'm struck by, because, again, there's the, – she's got, like, universal respect. There's this article on CBSSports.com from all these Big Ten coaches and players. I mean, everybody is, like, you know, they're all saying the same stuff. Like, God, she's she's generational. And so, John, you I think you may be right. She may be she's, – she's a bigger deal than Steph Curry in, in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, the the college version of Steph Curry, of course, not correct, not, not Steph Curry after he got to the NBA and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the, the the college version of Steph Curry, she's, I mean, she's quite frankly the biggest college basketball star we've had, in in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you go back to. I mean, because she's bigger than Jimmer Fredette. I would I would stop at like Tyler Hansbrough, and JJ Redick. Like I don't know if they had 
the same type of off the court appeal. But I mean, they played on you know two of the most popular teams, and you know were dominant players. But like since then, I don't know what college players been more popular than her. The biggest stars are in women's basketball right now, and she's the biggest one. But like, no, she's amazing. She's amazing, and she's fun to watch. And I do look forward to the tournament. I don't think they have a team good enough to win it all, but like, she'll be must see TV as she tries to win a title. Then here in Knoxville, we had the Lady Vols put up a fight, I guess. I saw they were up at halftime against South Carolina. Then I saw they end up losing and didn't have a, a great end to the game. Yeah, they were tied going into the fourth quarter. Um, the, I didn't see a lot of the game, to be honest, but I did. Seven, seven points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I picked it up in the third quarter and then watched to the end. It was uh, – pretty frustrating and you you have to believe i kept kind of viewing that as maybe this is kelly harper's last stand if she could win that game that would that'd probably save her her job i i just don't see how she's gonna i just don't see how that's gonna end in a in a happy way um it's a tough one can i interest you in some women's bracketology sure i didn't even know they they had it but i, I guess i should know but okay women's basketball's pretty popular now bob okay I don't know if you just heard me talk about Caitlin Clark. Of course, they got bracketology now. But <laughs> heading into the game last night, Tennessee was holding on as an 11 seed. Like, I don't know if a loss at home to South Carolina knocks you out of the tournament, but like that's where Tennessee's at right now, teetering on missing the tournament altogether. So when you talk about Kelly's last stand, I don't even know if a win against South Carolina last night saves her job. Unless, unless it's followed up, of course, by like a going on a run. And building off of it and winning some more games. I don't think a one singular win would right the wrongs of this season because you're on the cusp of maybe missing the tournament. And at the very least, being in trouble to even win a game in the tournament. Yeah. Have you fired up your hot boards yet? Your Lady Vol hot board? Have you, have you gotten to that point yet? Have <clears throat> coaching names started circulating? Because it feels like we're there. They would never fire her in season, though, right? College, I don't think like college coaches usually get fired in season, but then Chris Holtman got fired. Yeah. So then I'm wondering, like, do you do you fire college basketball coaches in season these days? I don't think Tennessee would do that. I, I think I think they get through the season. Yeah. Like when we got early start on a coaching search or something. You know, former player, all that stuff. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. You, you handle that with respect, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, now there's there's definitely names we. We see them; they're coming up everywhere. And the one that kind of came out of not, I wouldn't say out of nowhere because he's got a good team is uh, the North Carolina State coach. His name escapes me right now, but I think they're ranked like in the top five or six. Well, as I'm looking at my bracketology, Wes Moore does have he does have the the Wolfpack ladies as a one seed. So yeah, it does seem like he's pretty good. Wes Moore, first time I've heard of him. But. Yeah. Looks like a winner to me. You always hear Jeff Waltz from uh, Louisville. Um, then there was the social media craze on what's her name? Is it Molly Miller from Grand Canyon? Or yeah, I don't know her name. Yeah, but she's my pick. Yeah, she's my pick. <laughs> she's my pick. Do you feel like Danny will throw money at anybody? Kind of thing. Like I don't I know. I, I I am actually very interested in what he does with the women's coaching search. That's inevitable. It seems like it. I mean. You're obviously a big enough school in, the, in women's basketball. Like I feel like you could pluck just about any candidate off their off wherever they're at. Well, we've talked about it. This should be the sport that you're the best at. 
like we talked about the baseball team, the basketball team, the football team, who's healthier. And I think you could make a case for all three. Like, I think you could make a legitimate case for all three. Football season ticket sales through the roof. Nico, Heupel, re renovations, all those things. Basketball, of course, Rick Barnes, baseball, Tony Vitello, we talked about. But you can make a case, I think, for all three. The answer should be always women's basketball at Tennessee. like Because Tennessee kind of created women's basketball. You, you you talk about Blue Bloods, right? And UConn and Kentucky. We had that discussion. and Right. When it comes to Blue Bloods and women's college basketball, there should be one queen. And it should be Tennessee. Now, you could say UConn, too. That's fine. But, like, Tennessee should even carry more weight than UConn because of the, the revere that people have for, for Pat Summit. But instead, you know, obviously, it hasn't been relevant really in a decade. And... I don't care about women's basketball, so I don't like to get, come out here and give a lot of strong opinions because I do think there are people, even in our audience, listening right now that do care. There might be some people that are actually at the game. So I try not to, like, have strong opinions on things I don't know about and disrespect people's passions. It'd be like me coming in here and saying something about World of Warcraft or something, like, and talking about, like, <laughs> video games that I don't play and Yu-Gi-Oh! And I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'll stay quiet. But, like, I will say that, I think everyone would agree that Tennessee should be the best at women's college basketball. And we're not even close. I just told you we might miss a tournament. They put 65 teams in there. Maybe 68. I don't know if they have the 14 play, and I guess maybe they do. They put 68 teams in there, Sam. We, don't, we might not even be one of them. Before the game last night, we were considered the last four by. And I know that's unacceptable. So I am really fascinated how Danny handles it because – if there was one thing you could swing your stick on, it would be like, hey, I'm going to go out and hire one of the best women's college basketball coaches in the country. I'm going to hire somebody that's a proven winner, somebody who maybe has a one seed or goes to the Final Four this year. Like Anybody outside of Don Staley and the Stanford coach and Geno should be on the table, you would think. If he wanted to even like lose money getting the brand back and say, hey, I'm going to invest in this because, A, it matters here. And B, restoring our, our our program's more important than the bottom line. And we'll make it back on the other side. Like, I, I would like that if Danny did it. But then I'm also fascinated on the other side of him getting outside the Lady Ball family and maybe hiring a man. Yeah. And the meltdown that would come from that. I don't know if the Lady Ball faithful that, you know, would be mad about that even have a leg to stand on anymore, though. Because we've, we've tried it that way of just keeping it in Pat's tree. The last two years, or last two hires, I should say. We've tried that. It hasn't worked out. So I don't know if you get to say, hey, the third time's a charm. Do it one more time. Might be like, hey, we actually have to go out and just hire the best coach available. Because Philip Fulmer tried that method of like, hey, we're going to keep somebody that is a lady of all, that, that learned from Pat and blah, blah, blah. And then that led to a coach that, quite frankly, is in over her head. That, that if you looked at just the resume, shouldn't have gotten the job. So, yeah, I am interested to see if Danny whips out the paycheck, goes out and lands somebody big, and also if he goes out and hires a man. Because I do think you'd have some meltdown locally about that. Well, that's what past history indicates. It'll, it'll be interesting. I, I Yeah, Danny, I, I think there it was a different day. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, Danny, Danny's got his game plan. And, uh, 
he seems to be sticking to it and so far it's been it's been good so let's just see i for the longest time i thought maybe he just i don't want to say doesn't care but everything else is humming and but now maybe he's looking at it as a challenge and to your point john this is a chance to restore some of the glory that this program really set the table with for so many years uh yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's like, hey, this is there's no reason for me to rock the boat and to go out and hire a man and, and make a portion of the fan base mad. Because, I mean, that was part of Dave Hart's undoing was was just the Lady Vol misstep. And, like, you know, some people didn't care about it. Some people thought it was funny. But there were enough people that actually got mad about it and were disrespected by it that, like, that was just a sign of ineptitude from your leadership. So, like, I don't know if Danny White would be like, hey, I don't want to really rock the boat here. Let's just do something safe. And, yeah, I'll call Kara Lawson. Try to get her from Duke. You know, Lady Vol. And we'll we'll try it again with uh, with somebody from the Pat Summit tree. We'll try that again. Because, like, no one's going to get mad if you fire Kelly Harper and hire, you know, Kara Lawson. You'd be like, oh, that's great. But also, maybe Danny's like, hey, I don't really have a chance to hire a coach anytime soon in my other three sports because they're all so good right now. So, maybe I'm itching. Maybe I, maybe I want a little coaching search. I'm tired of these renovation talks. Let me go out and try to hire somebody. Let me get a couple of interviews on the books. But if you just look, I mean, at Vanderbilt, home for LSU, <laughs> home for A&M, at South Carolina, like, that seems like a two-and-two two finish at best. Like, I don't know if Vanderbilt's any good. They're better. I know that. They've better improved. than Tennessee? or Well, they've improved a lot. I don't know if they're better than Tennessee, okay. and I'm kind of like you. I, don't, I probably don't pay enough attention to the women's game to be that uh, – in touch with it, but uh, but she's about uh, Shea Ralph is their coach, and they she's definitely got them uh, on an upward swing. They were Vandy was down for a little bit. They're right neck and neck. They're they're in the last four in, so like yeah, they're basically comparable to Tennessee, and that's at Vanderbilt. So like maybe even one in three. So like yeah, it's, it's inevitable. It's happening. So like I am a little interested in it just to see, you know, yeah, how Danny approaches it. I would prefer to be good at everything. You know, when we talk about we're good at everything, well, except women's basketball. I would rather just say we're good at everything. Well, it's a chance to galvanize the every part of the fan base too, right? Because he's going to alienate if he if if there's any by his actions, if it shows that he's just not paying much attention to the women's program, that's that's going to be a problem in the eyes of a lot of people. I wouldn't say a lot of people. I would say the vast majority of people won't care. Now, again, but it'll be a portion of people that are offended for sure. And yeah. And some of those people might be high-dollar people, yeah. you know, have gone to the games for a long time. And there might be some influential people he upsets. But I think ultimately, like, that's not going to be an undoing, as long as he's not disrespectful. Yeah. Like, and, and Dave Hart, I thought, came across as disrespectful. Like, hey, we're getting rid of the Lady Vol name. <laughs> we're all Vols now. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah. Like, that that came across as disrespectful. Danny White just being like, ah, you know, whatever. We'll try to we'll try to get this thing right, but I'm not going to make it a priority. It might come across as flippant, but it doesn't come across as disrespectful. And like, people might, you know, have have their groups of fans that are upset. But the vast majority of people are going, "Hey, as, as long as football's healthy, we're good." And then it'll be, like, "Well, as long as football and baseball and basketball are healthy, we're good." And hey, all the other sports are good. So, great job by you, Danny. Just just don't come across as disrespectful. That'll be the problem. Yeah. That's when you run into trouble. Sam, did you think we'd spend 20 minutes on women's college basketball when you pulled in today? Yeah. 
You did think we would? Okay, fair <laughs> no, enough. No, not at all. Not at all. Did you find yourself interested? Uh, yeah. Or were you dozing off looking at your phone doing other stuff? No, I, I was interested. Okay, I do think it's interesting where we where we kind of go. I mean, I think it's obviously a kind of a foregone conclusion that you're going to see Harper get fired probably at the end of the year. So I think it is a big decision because Danny's obviously investing heavily in every other sport. And like you said, this is the one that you think you should be good at all the time. So I think he'll go and make a splash. It's really true. Like, you should be the premier program. Whatever program in football you think should always be good, that's what Tennessee, Mm -hmm. the Lady Ball brand is. Like, Kentucky basketball thinks they should always be good. They probably should always be good. You really say UCLA should should be good all the time in college basketball, too. That's where the Lady Balls are. And we're not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. All right, we'll switch gears on the other side. Bob, you got any other thoughts about... The Lady Vols, Caitlin Clark. <clears throat> no, I think uh, I think we covered it, and and I yeah, I, I think it was worth the time today too. There was there was a lot of good stuff to talk about. So yeah, we're good. I do like me some Caitlin Clark though. Yeah, it's tough not to watch, man. She's must see TV. We should just add her into that little three point contest. Last minute entry. Well, I was going to say, like, I mean, like, yeah, the Steph Curry, Sabrina, Ionescu, like, what's wrong with throwing Caitlin Clark in there? I mean, I, I get that it's, like, in the middle of the season. Or not the middle, but the end of the season. Only four games left in her career, so she's probably a little preoccupied. That's probably the issue, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be it would be cool. <laughs> It'd be funny if she's like, ah, you, I, I broke the record. I'll be back for the tournament, guys. You guys get some reps by yourself. I got to go do Got to go do some things. Try to win without me. <laughs> Mom has got to go make some money. You guys figure that, those plays out that we put in. You guys work on your screens because I'll just come back and start pulling again. But I'll let you guys get some shots over the next four games. Mom has got to go see Steph Curry. All right, send us a break, Sam. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. A break. Bob, you said we got some listener feedback. Yes. Um, interesting feedback, too. Uh, Jared, the real Jared88 on X, asked the question, would you guys be willing to take a chance on Candace Parker, or would you want somebody already proven? He mentioned Carol Lawson at Duke, and then he mentioned something interesting. Also, if you're not familiar with Wes Moore's work at UT Chattanooga, he's the NC State coach now, give it a Google because he wanted the job at Tennessee when uh, Tennessee had hired Holly Warlick. Yeah, he spent 15 years at Chattanooga, apparently. I mean, as far as Kara Lawson goes, I think she's maybe – I don't know if she's even any good at Duke. I mean, I love Candace Parker. I might go to some games if Candace Parker was coaching. Because she's one of my favorite basketball players ever, just in general. I like her. I find her to be intelligent and smart. But I don't know if she can coach. I don't even know if she wants to coach. I don't know if that's a legitimate name. Exactly. And, I mean, I, she's actually got a nice TV career yeah. happening, too. And I'd say she makes probably more money doing that than she would coaching the Lady Vols. So I yeah. don't even think that's a, a name worth considering. I mean, I've said in the past, I'm, I'm fine with your playing career counting for coaching experience. Like, I'm fine with the athletes who have had, especially the ones that have had really good careers. 
I'm fine with them, you know, getting to count that as years served, learning the game and coaching. Like, I don't, I don't think, you know, we talked about Deshaun Foster at UCLA. I don't, I don't think his years where he was uh, in the NFL playing in the Super Bowl, I don't think his years would have been better served being an assistant coach at some small school somewhere. Even then, though, I probably still want them to at least have, like, an assistant job at some at some point. Like, Carol Lawson did the TV, but then she was also, like, on the Celtics bench for a while. And then, of course, she's now been coached at Duke. Like, like Candace Parker's around the game. She studies the game. She knows the game. But, like, I don't know if that means that she can lead a program and coach somebody or knows what it takes to lead a program. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, sure, that's Chattanooga guy. Wes Moore. Give him the job. Another name that uh, Jordan Moore sent along, uh, Carl Smetsko, who is apparently the coach at Florida Gulf Coast. Big-time winner, plays an up-tempo, fun offensive brand of basketball. I've seen, I've definitely seen pictures on um, social media of him as one of the possible candidates, along with Jeff Waltz. Again, I might be getting her name wrong, but I thought it was it Molly Miller from Grand Canyon. Um, what, what is the Florida Gulf Coast coach name? Carl Yeah, I don't want anybody Smetsko. named Carl. No. <laughs> I don't want anybody named Carl. Sorry. <laughs> He's disqualified. Westmore, I'll give him a pass. You know, he's was at Chattanooga for 15 years. One of my favorite movie directors is Wes Craven. So, like, you know, I'll, I'll allow West, but Carl, no. No, I'm out on Carl. All I would think about was Sling Blade. Carl? <laughs> come on in here, Carl. No. No, no, no. I'm out on that guy. And then uh... – Brad Rose wrote in and said, this is an interesting point. What's crazy is the Lady Vols were tied for second in the SEC standings heading into the game last night. Yeah, the SEC maybe just down in general. And, like, we, you know, even when people were ready to fire Kelly, like, two weeks ago, I think at that point Tennessee only had one loss in the SEC. It was just (laughs) that they hadn't beaten anybody at all on the the non-conference schedule. Yeah. You know, women's college basketball – Everybody that's elite plays everybody. That is something good about the sport is like you'll usually yeah. get the big matchups, and Tennessee was losing every one of those. Wasn't beating anybody. Yeah, that's that was how he put an end to his his uh, post. He wrote, it just shows how bad the conference is at the moment as a whole. It's it's definitely struggling. It's South Carolina and everyone else. I, I, I guess throw LSU L- in there, too. LSU is in there. But they won a title last year. Yeah. I'll throw them in there. And it's a similar – Makeup is the team that won last year, too. I mean, they, they weren't great in the regular season. They Or they had a good record, but they hadn't proved anything. I, I guess this year they're the actual hunt and haven't won as many games. But when the tournament comes, I still think LSU will be yeah. there. What's crazy is if Tennessee could have happened to have won that game last night, it would have been like a like a semi-historic win from the standpoint. Like, South Carolina's won like 43 or 44 consecutive regular season games at this point. Don Staley's a beast. Yeah. She's a beast. Now, I don't know, like, what her coaching resume was before the, she took over at South Carolina. I mean, I know she was a former player. Yeah, I just looked. She, she played at Virginia, right? She coached eight years somewhere. I, okay. I just looked it up before, and now I'm – I want to say it's Rice, but that doesn't sound right. Temple. Temple, yes. That Temple. was it. Temple. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I knew she played – and she played, like, in the WNBA, too, for a little bit. Right. So, like, I, she was a player. But, like, you know, going back to the other conversation, like, she, she was – Somebody that had to go and kind of still cut her teeth coaching. So when you ask about Candace Parker, like, would I be mad if they hired her? No. Would I be intrigued? Yeah. Would it work? Probably not. 
And then you've got the uncomfortable situation if it's not working. Then you've got one of the all-time greats yeah. here that you have to make a tough decision with. And uh, that that I don't like that one, particularly the way it's been going with the, the ladies' program there. I, I, I agree. I don't know. Magic Johnson, like, what, what did he just – did he get fired or he just stepped down when he was coaching the Lakers? I know it didn't go well. I, yeah. I, I don't. I was. I didn't know if he quit or, or got fired. And then you know they still let him come back and run the organization. Then he just quit randomly that one night, and had that weird press conference or that weird interview where he's like, "I'm not gonna be here." And they're fun. Lakers still love Magic. I think you could still put it to get back together with legends. I mean, I don't, as long as it didn't get ugly. Yeah. yeah. One in stripes just added another name, J.C. Hoyt. I didn't know we had State. so many women's college basketball experts here. I told you there would be somebody in our audience that cares. <sighs> yeah, I told you, man. That's uh, Like I said, you know, if Danny wants to have another feather in his cap of, hey, man, I can't, I'm bringing this fan base together on every level, then then he, he, he would go out and do something meaningful here. Okay, <sighs> I'm out of women's basketball takes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anything about J.C. Hoyt, but obviously, um, if the name's out there, must be doing a good job. Um, all right. Men. Men's basketball. Anything happened in men's college basketball last night? Um, one top-ranked team played and won Purdue. They they beat uh, Minnesota, but it was an interesting game. Minnesota was up by 10 early in the second half. They were... Uh, it felt like a little bit like a, a Tennessee game recently because Minnesota could not miss from three-point range. They were shooting about 70% from three-point range for a while, and then it kind of leveled out, and uh, Purdue does what they do, and they ended up winning by – they won by eight, but it was a last-second bucket by Minnesota that cut it out at double digits. Is Baby Patino still at Minnesota? No. no New Mexico. No, no, no. Okay. This is a former player that coaches there now, Ben Johnson, and he worked the portal this year because they were horrible last year. But this year they're like, they're like the record, even with the losses, like 15-8. and eight. Yeah, I saw that they were, you know, had the record of a tournament team. I don't know yeah. if they have the resume of a tournament team. And, you know, I, I know that getting the 20 wins doesn't automatically get you in if you haven't beaten anybody. But I saw that they at least had a respectable, you know, 66% range of, of wins. How long has Baby Patino been gone? Like three years. Okay. Yeah. I don't pay attention to Minnesota basketball. Yeah. And I kind of have – it's kind of against my nature to care about Big Ten basketball in general just because they always choke in the tournament. And it's like – I get I, – I push back a little bit about how much they always get propped up. Yeah. Like every You're like year. wasting your time in the regular season watching them because you know they're going to lose in pretty the postseason. Much. <laughs> and, like, everyone tells you how great they are every year. It's like Big Ten basketball, Big Ten basketball. And then, like, chances are – most of the teams are going to get home, get sent home early. Now, every now and then, you'll have a Michigan that makes a deep run, and you know Purdue maybe thinks a deep run this year. And I do respect Purdue's team this year, but the rest of the conference, like I don't want to watch a second of Tom Izzo basketball until March. <laughs> I'm good. I know what that team's going to look like. It's looked the same way for the last 20 years. You get to the tournament, you roll the dice. I'm sure you got a a veteran point guard that's tough or whatever, and you're going to be the same team. Some of the best Minnesota teams in this pre- I can't tell you if I've ever watched a Minnesota basketball game. Well, they made it the Final Four back in, it was like late 80s, no, late 90s, late 90s. They made it to the Final Four. Bobby Jackson was their best player, if you remember him from the got the Kings? Yeah. They went to the Kings? Yeah. But um, this predates both of you, but they were... They were absolute hell to pay to play them up in Minnesota back. This was like in the late 
70s. Eric Musselman's dad was the head coach, Bill Musselman. <laughs> Did they play outdoors? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but they were they were good. They they were huge. They had uh, you know that was back in the era. They had Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson's dad, um, Kevin McHale. They had they had some players back then, and they were big. They were always like a bunch of guys that were like six ten and larger. I mean, they they were tough. So Flip Saunders, who coached in the NBA for a while, he was their point guard. They were I hated them. I hated them because they were tough to to win against. Sounds like they had a lot of NBA talent. Yeah, they did back then. Well, I didn't watch any of those games, and I really don't think I've watched more than one Minnesota basketball game my entire life. You're probably a wise man. And like I said, I I usually just have a general disdain for for Big Ten basketball, and maybe it kind of peaked whenever like we were talking about Ohio State when they were the two seed, and then got beat by is it Fairleigh Dickinson? You said Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was good on that. I was like that. That that checks out. I had to hear about how good this Ohio State team was all year, and then here they are getting sent home. And then that was a year, like, I think a bunch of other Big Ten teams got upset, too. Well, and it wasn't the same year, but Michigan State was a two-seed and got beat by Middle Tennessee State in the first round. It's crazy. Yeah, the Big Ten does kind of underperform. They get hyped up. Oh, they sure do. Because all those damn Northwestern journalists <laughs> want to talk about the Big Ten all the damn time. Memphis lost again last night. Yes. The rotting seems to kind of be on the wall for Penny Hardaway there. We'll see if they make a move. But, you know, you had the other two schools in your state that matter in college basketball. With all due respect to Belmont, if they're listening. Jerry Stackhouse, Penny Hardaway, of course, NBA. I don't know if I could say legend for Jerry Stackhouse, but Penny Hardaway was a a legendary player at, at a time, at least. Both those guys running the other two programs, both of them kind of failing. And yeah. I would imagine both of them are gone at the end of the year. Yeah, Memphis is three and five in their last eight. And I mean, and that conference is not that strong. So it's, uh, that's, that's pretty telling. I mean, they're what they were ranked 10th at one point nationally. Now they're this year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Obviously not to the same level, but if you're Memphis basketball, you're probably looking around. A little bit like the Lady Vols saying, we shouldn't matter. We shouldn't yeah. matter when it comes to basketball. Again, not the same level, of course. But, like, they probably look at there, too, and like, hey, we hired Penny Hardaway. We're trying to do it the right way. Or try to do it the, the expedited way of bringing the legend in and trying to get people fired up. And it's just not working. So now what do you do? And like you talked about with Candace Parker, what happens when you have to fire? Yeah. You're a legend that comes back. It's true. I don't know if Penny's going to have the self-awareness to know that he's not getting the job done either. Hour one of the books. We'll kick off hour two with some things you might have missed from yesterday. We caught about last night. Sam's got it for you after the break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio.